Hello, welcome to another episode of 400 Thoughts. This is the host and driver, and this is episode 20, Joining the Army. Again, sort of. This episode was actually kind of hard to think about exactly how I wanted to go about it, because on the one hand, I want to be as detailed as possible, but the on the other hand, I don't want to pretty much explain exactly who I am with as many details. It's not that I could give that many pieces of information away, but at the same time, I wanted to kind of keep things as general as possible to get kind of the main strokes of what this episode's theme is about. And I'll kind of be explain that as I go on and kind of walk you through my process as far as deciding to go back into the Army. So three years ago, I was in the Army, and I was in the Army for four years active duty. And that was what almost feels like a lifetime ago because I've had two kids since then and had a number of different jobs and we've moved three times since then as a family. So there's been a lot of things that have gone into my life since I left the Army, but also while I was in the Army for those four years, there were a lot of really you know, good friendships made, a few different petty rivalries, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of triumphs, a lot of victories, a lot of good moments and terrible moments and annoying moments that really I, I imagine would really come along with any job, but there was something kind of unique about army life that kind of made it just seem a little bit more substantial, if that makes any sense. And one of the things that now that I look back on it and kind of the process of me going back into the military was one of those moments you don't get back. But again, these were decisions I made when I was in my 20s. I wasn't I wasn't so smart back then. I'm, I'm much wiser now than I'm in my 30s. Right. But when when my mentor in the Army and a few other people I looked up to kind of sat me down and, and really kind of stressed, do you know what you're doing by getting out? Do you really want to make this decision? And I really should have kind of taken the hint that I was making a, a big move. And for people that want to get out of the military for a number of reasons, and I can't really list all the reasons why I chose to get out when I did because I'm trying to keep this podcast within 30 minutes and it's not like I could have 30 minutes worth of gripes but the whole process of kind of deciding to leave active duty and and try something different it there were a lot of conflicting feelings and and probably the easiest explanation that I have to kind of boil it down was one of the the commanders that I had said if you don't love it if this is not a fight that you're going to be in if this is not something that you're going to put your whole heart in, then you need to get the fuck out, get out fast. And that individual wasn't my favorite commander in the world, but it made a lot of sense for knowing where I was in my career and knowing what the next few years would have looked like as far as my career progression. And I thought that was some some pretty good advice. So after a lot of kind of different conversations I had between my leadership and, and uh, my wife, I filled out my refrad packet and processed out of the army when i went into the civilian world what was one of the one of the trickiest things is that there there's not a strong there's not as strong of a sense of not teamwork but kind of camaraderie or brotherhood or or something that kind of binds people together and as as this kind of well known between people that serve the military you have that connection even if you weren't even in that in another person's unit if you get two veterans together, they're just going to talk for a really long time about cool things they did or really stupid things they did. A lot of a lot of the times it's stupid things either they did or they retell the story as somebody else did. And that's just what happens. You have that, that automatic connection. You have that kind of the two, 
two people part of a kind of professional minority being together and, and sharing kind of the, the silly things that, that they went through or experienced. But with the civilian world, everything is kind of open. It's kind of like a kind of like open water swimming almost. Whereas in, in the army, everybody's taking laps in very strict lanes and everybody's kind of moving in the same direction. Whereas the civilian world, everybody's just kind of wandering around and doing their own thing, which is cool. That's what you want to do. It just is, there's not, there's not a lot of understanding, I think, as far as immediate connection, there's no unit cohesion. Obviously there's not, cause not everybody's a unit cause everybody's a unit of one in the civilian world. An army of one. But when I got out and I was trying to understand how people operated in the civilian world, things were definitely very different. And one of those things that I noticed was how people, how you don't really know anybody or you don't really know what anybody's going to do at any given point. I saw and experienced people act in very, very strange ways, very much out of the blue. And so within the kind of to compare with my experience with the Army, you knew which private or specialist was going to act a fool because you could tell throughout the week that this was not going to be a good week for, weekend for him. You just, you could tell. Whereas in the civilian world, you, you almost have like an unlimited supply of floor demands. You really do. And I'm not saying that's better or worse or scarier. It's just a whole nother animal when anybody can just go full Florida man out of, out of nowhere. And especially if you have to work in an environment and I worked in a, a few different industries until I got to the one that I'm at now where the, the fact that everybody is an individual that doesn't have to stand in a square shape or rectangle shape at, you know, six o'clock in the morning and, sing the same song and do push-ups in the mud together that certainly makes things more interesting in the civilian world but at the same time there's just there's a lack of connectivity and that was one of the things when I started when I went to my first drill weekend in the reserves that I really enjoyed because it it was you you put the uniform back on you fall into formation you start talking and telling stories with other people and it's the group again it's it's the family it's it's something unique and honestly kind of really special i didn't know i knew when there were a few things going on with my family this past fall when i was considering going back into the military that 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 was going to be one of the feelings that was going to come back as far as you know oh same old shit again sort of thing but at the same time it was almost it almost felt good to think about knowing that i was going to be part of the team again i was going to be in the army again it's a very strange feeling and it, it probably doesn't make any sense for anybody that isn't currently serving or is a veteran or or maybe it wasn't a part of a, a small group, kind of a, a minority profession that it's just when you, when you're in that group, it's, I don't know, it's special. That's really the only, I can't describe it any other way. It's very, you could paint it negatively and say it's tribal, but it's, it's tribal in, in kind of the positive way. And even tribes have like, they're weird people that they have to kick out sometimes because they're acting a fool or dangerous, which happens in the military all the time. But I don't know, there's just something something about the military. It's almost, it's almost like a primal thing. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it very well. Yeah. So to kind of go back a few steps this past fall, uh, a few different financial things were happening with the family. And I was thinking about going active duty again. And it turns out it is way easier to get out of the military than it is to get back in. So maybe that was part of the, uh, part of the hesitation that my, my mentors and my supervisors were having to, for me is saying, Hey, you know, 
you got a you got a good thing going on here. You should maybe really think about whether or not you want to leave. And I thought, oh yeah, you know, the army's always hurting for people. I can come back anytime. Turns out that's not really the case. The army doesn't need anybody that they don't want. They can pick and choose who they want when they want, unless they're really really hurting, and uh, if they have you know large um, signing bonuses and stuff like that. So I was I was thinking about going active duty again and what that would mean as far as I, I got out right at an interesting point where I could have gone to the uh, course and I got out prior to that. So I was a pre course. So I was thinking about what that would mean coming back into the army, what that would mean for the family, where I would go, uh, which units would be available, and thought about other options as well as far as if I still wanted to work in the civilian world but I still wanted to do some of the army stuff, what were the options? Well, the only options besides doing what I was doing, which was inactive ready reserve, which means nothing. It just means once or twice a year you get a letter in the mail or a phone call saying, are you still alive? Is this a good phone number? What's your current address? Awesome. All right. Check back in another six months. That's pretty much it. That is that is all IRS. That's it. So thought about rebranching to doing something non and settled on and we were looking for related jobs and what the process were was for rebranching, not rebranching, for um, a branch transfer. So real quick, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because this will probably be an episode more so for maybe veterans than non-veterans, but within the Army you have different branches. So if somebody said, what branch are you? They're not saying Army, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, Navy, all that, all, Space Force now, I suppose. Space Ranger, Universe Protection Unit. They're saying, what job or MOS are you kind of part of? So you have... Infantry, armor, field artillery, aviation, medical, Chem Corps, um, ADA, air defense artillery. You have all those different branches within the Army, transportation. You have all those quartermaster ordnance, all that fun stuff, all those, all the cool different types of jobs that you could be in. It's not all infantry. Everybody thinks, many people, not everybody, but many people that, that don't serve think if you join the military, you're, everybody's a, uh, a trigger puller. No. Join the mobile infantry and save the world. Not a, just like maybe one or two percent of people in the Air Force actually fly planes. A lot of other people do different things. So not everybody's top gun in the Navy. A lot of them are probably cooks or mechanics. Probably a lot of mechanics actually in the Navy. So I wasn't. Which to anybody who was also. An so when I was thinking about getting back in, I thought about different kind of options and where I wanted to go from being a Eurostyle to being a Eurostyle and what that process looked like. Would I have to go back to build? Found out later. I don't have to go back to build because I already did. And apparently once you do you don't have to do it again. So that was exciting. And all I had to do was kind of continue where I left off and go to which was not a Silverschmidt at it was a Silverschmidt at Windows which is skip skips long instead of it's not about 50 long. I don't, I'm not actually sure how long the solution is, and it's not really relevant to my career, so I'm not going to Google it. But, but even getting to that point of choosing a reserve unit to be a part of was was interesting, and and trying to figure out, you know, who which unit I could join because there were not really a whole lot of options. So I was very surprised by that as far as what I was looking to do in the reserves. Another few things were different as, as far as when they said, you know, get ready. This is your first drill weekend. Welcome to the unit. Was the uniform had changed? They were phasing out the ACUs and going to the OCP when I got out and I bought one of those uniforms before I got out just because I was starting to be one of those few people that were 
still repping the ACUs. And so got like one uniform of OCPs. And then, so I had that, but I didn't buy any of the new PTs because it wasn't required at all before I got out. So I had to buy the new black PTs, which I'm actually a big fan of. They have like compression shorts already in the shorts as it is. And they have a really cool little leg pouch for your cat card as compared to the little side pocket that your shorts used to have. And they're just, they're a lot more comfortable and everything is just kind of better about them. I don't, that wasn't a huge fan of just like the straight black with army written on it. Cause it just looked a little plain, but as far as like athletic gear, they definitely improved. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited about that. And then one thing that was kind of a shame was they, you got new, um, standard uniforms. You went from the ACUs to the OCPs. You went from, you know, decent PTs to pretty good PTs, but ASUs are still a thing, which that was a shame. I was really hoping that there was some groundswell of support between people that were going to fight for the old, the old army green dress uniform because it just looks better. It just, it's a classier, classier uniform. It just, I don't know, it's it's better. I, I don't know if they'll ever go back, but my vote is definitely for the old army greens. I just, you just think army when you see that that dress uniform. You don't think army when you see somebody in a a black jacket with blue pants with a stripe on the side or, or whatnot. It's just, it's just stupid kind of. Anyway, I don't, I don't have any say over that, but uniforms change except for the one that I really wanted to change. So we, oh, and also the PT test changed or is in the process of changing. It's not official yet. I guess October of 2020 or the beginning of 2021 is when it's going to be official. So now it's like five events instead of three. And there's like deadlift events and kind of a, uh, not a shuttle run, but sort of a, um, an event where you sprint back and forth, do kettlebell carries and a weighted drag to simulate dragging a casualty and, and other things like that, which is actually pretty cool. It, it seems like they added a tremendous amount of complexity to it as far as just a PT test, but it kind of makes sense. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about it when they were describing how it's scored is there's no longer male or female points anymore. And it's the, at least the minimum threshold is based on your MOS, which is a really good idea. So you have some of your more high speed Ranger. branches have a higher minimum threshold for standards than your decent branches. And then below that, your, I wouldn't say hog body branches, but your branches you don't need a lot of physical activity out of have a uh, lower minimum standards, but that's it. It's not by male or female and all the equipment is, is the same or the most of it is the same. I don't know how they're going to stagger the different weights that you'd like to put on for the deadlift event. I don't, don't know how they're going to set that up, but everybody throws, I think it's a 10 pound medicine ball. It's the same weight for everybody, regardless of age or anything. That's cool. What was another one that was really, oh, the, the sled drag is 90 pounds for everybody. So whether you weigh 90 pounds or 390 pounds, that's the same weight for every soldier. That's kind of cool that they don't have, you know, this is the boys weight and this is the girls weight, or this is, you know, for the old soldiers, you get to drag this one. That's only 20 pounds. It's everybody's doing 90 pounds. It's great. I think that's, that's wonderful. Like a hundred percent standardized, you know, obviously the scoring is staggered based on MOS, but making it one solid weight. Oh, and the minimum threshold for the highest or the high speed MOSs is 18 minutes for two mile. Like, rah, come on. That is, that is nothing. It's nothing at all. So kind of excited about that. The unit that I joined has been doing a few diagnostics and a few different kind of freebie exercises on that to, to get ready to actually test it for real. I think we're, we're slated to do that in October of this year. So that's I'm pretty excited about that because it looks like a 
really entertaining and interesting way to actually test your physical fitness instead of two minutes push-ups, two minutes sit-ups, two mile run, two, 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 three. Yeah, it's kind of dumb and also incredibly objective. Now, not to say that the hand release push-ups that you have to do in this one are probably also not going to be objective because they or subjective because they probably are. But yeah, the push-up test was the bane of every soldier's existence, especially if you're trying to max out because, oh, you you didn't come all the way up or you didn't break the plane or do all that other stuff. Well, technically, regulation says I don't have to break the plane. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, it's cool. Sit-ups, push-ups were annoying. Two-mile run, easy, because all you do is go down and back or do the laps, and there's really nothing you can judge about that. So two-mile run was obviously my favorite because it was completely objective. You could not argue. It was, you did it. So that was, that was nice. But I don't know. Overall, pretty excited about this new PT test. Looks pretty interesting. Kind of going all over the place. The main thrust of this episode was what I wanted to before I started rambling like crazy, but that's what that's what happens in these episodes. Is So the most significant thing that has kind of occurred to me, and it wasn't even that significant. It was actually incredibly boring. Not boring, but very mundane situation. So when I got to the airport where um, where my unit is, I got there past midnight. And so I couldn't rent a car because they close at midnight and they don't do any last flight rentals, which would be super helpful for people coming out of town to be able to rent a car past midnight or be a last flight kind of situation. But they don't do that here. And I called every single rental place and yeah, they all close at midnight, which again, super unhelpful. So knew I wasn't going to be able to rent a vehicle and didn't really figure out if I wanted to go from the airport to the hotel or go from the airport to base trying to figure out. Logistically, how I was going to make that happen, get a cab or, or whatnot. So I get there just around 1230, and I decide I'm just going to sleep at the airport and then take a cab to the post, figure something out. And I'm saying cab very strategically because it is apparently against all regulations or post rules for an Uber driver to come on to the post or to pick somebody up from post. It has to be an official cab or rental agency that allows is allowed onto base. And I'm saying that if you are an Uber driver, it's not allowed and you shouldn't go on base because it's not, it's against the rules. Even if you were to say, I'm not saying you can do this, I'm not saying you should do this, but it would be very difficult for somebody on gate guard to know if you were an Uber driver, if you just look like a normal person and you happen to take off your Lyft or Uber light off the dashboard I'm not saying you should do that or you could do that because, again, it, it's against the rules. But if you did do that, it would be very hard, again, for gate guards to know who you were. So that's just something to think about. So I'm at the airport. I'm trying to figure out, all right, where the heck am I going to sleep? The USO is closed for the night. So I thought that was the main one, the one with all the Xboxes and TVs and snacky snacks. Well, turns out there's another USO area underneath the escalators by baggage claim, which is where I slept, which was very difficult because there was a 30 second jingle in the baggage claim, like a commercial that was on a loop. So every 30 seconds I got to hear the same song over and over and over. And it was really annoying because towards the end of it, it hit this very, very kind of high pitch and then would start over. So that was annoying, but survived obviously. And so I, I slept the night there as best I could trying to figure out how how to cover my ears but not cover my ears to the extent that I would block out the alarm clock that was going to wake me up in a few hours. So I woke up, opened up my suitcase, and put my uniform back on for the first time in three years, which it's not 
it's not a significant physical feat to put pants, socks, boots on, and a shirt and jacket and all that. It's extremely physically possible. Not difficult. Took me about two or three minutes. But after I put it on and after I was making sure everything was straight, that my uh, buttons and zippers and everything was good, it really kind of felt more real at that point besides yes on paper I you know I signed a, a new new form and I'm I'm kind of back into the army a little bit but yeah I put the uniform back on and I don't know it just it felt right it felt familiar it felt I don't want to say it's uh it's like a Hallmark movie or anything like that where it felt like coming home or anything similar to that but it it felt good and just it just worked it just fit it just felt at that that moment you know wearing my uniform for the first time in a long time underneath an escalator in an airport i've never been to trying to figure out how i'm going to get to my first drill just felt just felt right that's probably a rare thing to feel and it's, it's definitely something that i felt a lot in the civilian world in general is yes you get to make your own rules but i don't know there's just there's a certain sense of, of structure and reliability and kind of standards that my personality really fits in the military. It, it makes sense. In the civilian world, and especially right now with my, my current job, I'm, I'm looking to hire a new employee. And I've had a few candidates late to the, their interviews and come in horrible, horrible clothes. You know, I had a second interview with a gentleman. We were almost considering hiring, and he came wearing a t-shirt with a naked lady on it and I was going to introduce him to my supervisor and he didn't even think to maybe zip up his jacket so that my female supervisor wasn't scandalized by this naked pole dancer on his t-shirt like come on like seriously this is this is your livelihood this is your job this is you are trying to put your best best foot forward here you are trying to convince people that we should pay you and give you benefits and all that other stuff and you're coming with a a naked lady on your shirt like seriously or or the the people that show up late to the interview and it's just like what are you doing like this is this is this should be important to you how can anybody tell if you're going to come to work on time every single day if you can't even show up to your pre-job your your kind of your trial run and that was one of the easiest things that that i learned in the military is if you can show up on time and in the right uniform you've pretty much won half the battle it's i mean and who is it woody allen i want to say it was woody allen but it's probably not true is 90% of the battle is showing up or something like that. Totally butchered that quote. But, I mean, if you can come to formation at 5 in the morning or 6, six o'clock in the morning in the right uniform, ready to work, you are doing a lot better, or at least from, from what I've seen in the civilian world, there's just there's a lot of kind of excuses of why you can't do your job or can't do what you're supposed to do. And it's kind of annoying because it's like, this isn't very difficult. It wasn't very difficult in the Army because, again, showed up the right right time the right uniform you're almost pretty much done like as far as th that was it now you can show up in, at the wrong time you're late or your uniform's all ate up and then you get attacked viciously because it's so easy it's so easy to show up the right time in the right uniform and be ready to work and showed up to my first drill probably about 45 minutes early that's all right my uh my cab driver wink wink nod nod uh, got me there within a good amount of time and I was introduced to my new commander and sat down with the colonel and talked about extremely important things about uh, philosophy and American history and the, uh, 
the future of the Republic, as well as um, his understanding of the future of the Star Wars franchise and his um, adoration for the uh, the Baby Yoda and other things as important as that. And I don't know, it just feels right. So I think we're we're going to keep moving the family in this process and get me through all the uh, the schools required, and then probably going to sign a few more papers and and put my hat and put my name in the hat to do it more full-time instead of the reserves what that was probably one of the funniest things is, is trying to understand the difference in culture between active duty and the reserves because there was a moment when i ordered the new pt uniforms as i discussed before and the, i put the wrong address on the the website for them to get mailed to so it got mailed to an apartment that doesn't exist which was very frustrating when i finally called fedex and was trying to figure out why they weren't here and i discovered that i had sent them to the wrong address and they were really sure that that address did go to an actual location with they were certain that the the package was delivered and are you know are you sure that you didn't receive it yes have you been to the address that it was shipped to no because it doesn't exist i'm at my address where it was supposed to go to that apartment does not exist are you sure did you check the door what door there's no door that apartment does not exist okay well we don't know where your package is i that would be helpful since you were the ones who had it last anyway didn't have my pt uniforms shame on me for not ordering it uh, beforehand, I actually did try to go to an AFES before, but went to an Army Air Force post exchange, and turns out that um, they didn't have any Army uniforms there. So that was a good two-hour road trip for no purpose at all. But anyway, didn't have my uniforms. Already breaking one of the easiest concepts of showing up at the right time in the right uniform. But knew that PT wasn't until later in the afternoon, and so asked uh, my new new comrades if they could take me to. Uh, the PX during lunch so I could get new uniforms and say, yeah, that's, that's no problem at all. So I get there and I'm trying to figure out, you know, the size is the same or because it's a uniform, are they going to fit differently? And just decide to get a few different sizes just in case. And I said, you know, Hey, it's January. Um, are we wearing full winters? Are we doing hats and gloves? Like, what's the deal? And the guy kind of leaned into me and he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, like for PT, like, what are we, what are we doing? Are we doing full winters? Are we doing full jackets? Do I need to buy a jacket? Do, are we buying a jacket because it's $45 and I want to know whether or not I'm actually going to buy this jacket because if I don't, that's sweet. That's $45 I don't just spend right now that I already did spend because I already bought this jacket. It's just lost. And so the guy goes, whoa there. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> uh, this is the reserves. This is not that important. We just kind of wear our own uniforms, which there's variants of the uniform. You could wear full winters or you could wear just shorts and and a t-shirt or you could wear shorts and jacket or, or whatever normally that's decided by a first sergeant to show before you get into first formation what the actual uniform is but apparently it's a wild wild west in the reserves and it's it's army but as it was kind of described and i won't go into probably a, a tremendous amount of jokes that can go at the expense of the reserves but it was kind of like the army or the army reserves is when you want to join the army but you don't want to be a spaz about it and everybody calls me psycho which I guess really sums up how some people approach the reserves. I saw it as an interesting opportunity to start my military service again and then hopefully get into a position where I could be active duty again or, or do something similar to that. But that was kind of the expression was the, the reserves is people that want to be in the military but don't want to be a spaz about it. So that was it's a pretty good pretty good summary, pretty good summation of some of the uh, the attitudes that I saw. But that's all right. I'll... I'll get back to my 
my other people in green that maybe take things a little bit too too important or a little bit uh, too intense for some of the people that were uh, in the unit that I joined, but that's fine. They're all they're all putting on the uniform at the end of the day, and they're all going to fight them terrorizers wherever they may be, and all that that fun stuff. What was the point of this episode? Kind of kind of rambled for a lot for this episode, but what I wanted to kind of share with what's going on with me is if any of you listeners have had that feeling, not specifically military related, but had that feeling of being in a situation where it just clicks and it just feels right. For some people that might be kind of relationship based, like you, you had that, that spark, that moment of you knew that you wanted to marry that Galler guy. And that might've been, you know, it just felt perfect in that instant. It just felt like it fit and it still continues to fit as you're married to that person or you found the perfect hobby or the first perfect job. And that's something, you know, that you want to do for the rest of your life. And that's a little bit similar, or at least some kind of form of that is kind of what I felt when I kind of put the uniform back on and started doing all the the army things again. Was it just, it, it feels, feels like this is where I need to be. And that's probably pretty rare. And it it definitely felt pretty rare when I was a hundred percent, not just 99%. Uh, civilian I don't know there's there's definitely a really cool kind of tribal or, or kind of a, a weird brotherhood of misfits I like it I think it fits my personality pretty well and I, I will probably be a spaz about it because that's it's just kind of how I feel <laughs> feelings are stupid but yeah so wanted to share this episode to kind of encourage People that haven't found that that sense of fittedness, that sense of just feeling right. But if you haven't felt that yet, I don't know. You're probably wrong. Fix yourself. Suck it up, Buttercup. It's not it's not over. Hopefully for you, and you can keep kind of exploring and trying new things. Or you could probably go back to something kind of familiar, like I did, where you leave and then come back to it, and you you realize that. The true answer was right in front of your face all along. Sounds stupid like that. Some Hallmark movie. Chad Michael Murray and Tori DeVito star in a romantic holiday movie. Crap. Um, hopefully, for all you listeners that haven't found it yet, hope you find it. If you guys have found it, hold on to it. Keep that, keep that fire burning. And maybe if you haven't done something that you've done in a while, and it's nothing as dramatic as joining the, the military, but there's a hobby or a job that you remember see if you can maybe do something similar to that as like a volunteer anyways big ramble for this one this has been episode 20 joining the again sort of kind of maybe i will obviously give you guys updates and look forward to talking to you again be on a sleigh somewhere no i'm happy right here right before christmas only on hallmark channel the heart of christmas